Hey folks, thanks for joining me for this episode of the Embellished Podcast, a podcast focused on product stories, product storytellers, interesting brand ambassadors, and any other tangent that I happen to come up with. Whether you're a bourbon fan, a geeky casual observer, or someone just floating through this channel, hope you find it interesting. If you got here by chance, please take a moment to hit the subscribe button. Hopefully I can be found on any podcasting platform that exists. And if you can't find me on a platform, send me an email at embellishpod at gmail.com and I'll try to get that taken care of. Also generally live stream the recording of these episodes on YouTube. You can find all of my links on Instagram at embellishpod or Twitter with the same handle. I have a website. It is www.embellishpod.com. It's also a place to pick up these links, episode details, and more. Today is Friday, December the 2nd, and I just finished a conversation with my friends over at the New Orleans Bourbon Festival. Great conversation with myself and Tracy. Um, we were able to talk through what they've got going on and, and what they've got planned on for March. So, um, you know, enjoy the, the, the listen or the watch, and uh, we'll have a little bit of details and maybe a way for you to save some money if you were thinking about attending the event yourself. Just as the kind of the beginning of this, I've... I've we're we're going to talk about the New Orleans Bourbon Festival, and you're Tracy, and I'm not going to try to pronounce your last name because I'm from Western Kentucky, and I'm going to screw it up. Um, so, kind of give me give me the 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 quick, you know, 45 second to a minute long, what's going on with the New Orleans Bourbon Festival, and then we'll get into some questions. All right, not a problem. Let's start with my name. It's Tracy Napolitano. So, good old Italian name. Uh, come from a large family here in New Orleans. Um, just a quick, you know, rundown. I mean, a lot of people that have come understand how we started this. Uh, my wife and I had a couple of friends over for dinner. We're chatting it up, talking about, you know, I hated my job at the time that I was in. My wife's like, well, we'll do something with this. And I have a pretty substantial collection. My wife's a CFO, an accountant, CPA. And, you know, initially when you, your CPA wife says, do something with this and you don't like your job, she's, I'm thinking, I'm not selling this. I'm not selling my bourbon. <laughs> yeah. She's like, no, I don't mean that. Do something. Make something. Make a job. I said, well, I have this idea mm-hmm. for a festival about whiskey in New Orleans. And I explained it to everyone. And it came off of an idea I got when I was in Atlanta at the Wine and Food Festival there, where they had this, like, tent that had the, all the comfort foods. Well, it was anchored on one side by Four Roses, the other side by Bullet. And it just seemed like if we could replicate that idea in New Orleans with New Orleans food and bourbon, why not? So that's how we started. I mean, we started in 2016. Our first festival was six months later in 2017. Uh, You know, I called Mike Veach up and said, hey, Mike, is this a good idea? He didn't know who the hell I was. (laughs) But he he did say not a better place to have a bourbon festival outside of Kentucky than New Orleans. Uh, because you, of its you're definitely not wrong. Bourbon. Yes. So we we pushed forward. Brent Elliott, you know, told me the same thing. You know, the cool thing is when I met Brent in Atlanta uh, at that thing, he actually gave me his cell phone number, which I was surprised. You know, at first I couldn't talk to him because I was sober. And I, my <laughs> rock stars are bourbon people, not celebrity rock, you know, rock and rollers right. or movie stars. Brent Elliott is a rock star to me. And I was a babbling idiot when I was trying to talk to him the first time and the second and the third time, I think. But, you know, so we started on this journey and we created this festival that my wife and I and our friends would want to go to. Mm -hmm. And one of the biggest compliments I think we got was a writer 
wrote an, came to the festival. She wrote an article about the festival, and she gave us a grade of C and said, you know, I go to a lot of these things, and this was just like all the other whiskey festivals. Mm-hmm. And I took that as a compliment because my wife and I had never been to a whiskey festival at that point. <laughs> and if I did it like everyone else, then I did it right. And we've changed it to not quite be like everyone else now. We are always adding something new. The seminars are always evolving with who mm-hmm. comes, you know, with the master distillers, with the historians that come, you know. Last year, we brought Steve Bakeshore in from George Washington Distillery. He came in. Marianne Ease, or Barnes, was here. Uh, you know, Mike Veach is here every year. Uh, Peggy No Stevens wasn't here last year. She's coming back this year. We do this very extensive seminar series for two days. And you really get to immerse yourself in whiskey, education, history, how it's made, the families. You know, we, we, you know, the first year we had Eddie Russell and Fred No here, we put them together in one seminar. We poured them their respective bookers for, for uh, Fred and Russell's for Eddie, and they ended up pouring them together in one glass and started telling stories about their family mm-hmm. and the history with their dads and, you know, Booker and Jimmy and, you know, fishing trips with Elmer T. Lee. It was amazing listening to these guys, you know? Yep. And that's kind of what we do. I mean, we have these two nights of grand tastings um, where you can taste, you know, there's 200-plus different labels to try with New Orleans food surrounding it. And we have uh, a high school mate of mine is uh, a musician here. He, he runs the band called the New Orleans Jazz Revivalist. And they play every year, you know, jazz music from the Prohibition era in the background. Mm-hmm. You know, so we, we try to keep it different. You know, we, you know, we have an awards program, but it's a, it's a people's choice award. Not necessarily, you know, I love Mike Veach, love Fred Minnick and those guys, but that's not who I want judging the whiskey that people are buying. I want the consumer judging. So that's why we do it that way. We have a bartender competition sponsored by Jim Beam. And we named the best bourbon bartender in the world. And we've had bartenders come from around the South to compete. So, you know, that's kind of in a nutshell what we do. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, you, you said you're, you're happy to get the kind of a C grade on saying that you're like every other whiskey event. And, you know, I've been to a handful myself and, and, and one of the things you kind of said in there, you're talking about, you have these, um, immersive sort of seminars that exist. And that feels like a thing to me that is incredibly different where, you know, a, a lot of whiskey events are really a swap game. You show up, um, you walk up to a tent, you get a glass full of whiskey. You may get to pass a few words with the person who's pouring it and you move on to the next one. You spend a lot of time maybe right. talking to other attendees. You might catch a master distiller out walking around. They're, they're sort of different, but you don't have an opportunity to kind of like, you know, sit down and immerse yourself in maybe the history of it or the story of it or whatever. And so that feels like a place to me that's that's sort of unique to what you guys are, are, are doing with your particular event. And you're exactly right. There's probably not a better place aside from Kentucky to have a bourbon event than New Orleans. You know, it's, it's, it's food, it's music, it's, it's culture. It's all the things um, that sort of kind of work together, I think, to make, you know, whiskey sort of interesting. And uh, it feels like you're living sort of the dream of, 
uh, a person who starts out a collector and now has created sort of a, a passionate uh, career around something that was just a fun hobby, but you found a way to do it to to keep it a hobby, and that's right. And yeah, that's what makes it fun every year. I'm not, I, you know, the the saying, you know, find a job that you love, you don't work a day in your life. Absolutely, that's how I feel with this. You know, mm-hmm. I'm doing something I really love. Do I get frustrated and want to quit sometimes? I sure do. It's, uh, yeah. It, uh, it's a lot of work. We have a very small team. We do this for charity. Um, we, we don't, no one makes a bunch of money on this because, you know, like mm-hmm. I said, it's a charity event. Uh, but I do it for the love of, of bourbon and, and rye whiskey and the people that we've met. I mean, I've made some great friends. Some of my best friends are now in the whiskey business. We, it's over shared glasses of whiskey that we become friends more and mm-hmm. more. But yep. I want to make sure we're clear on the C grade, though. That was the first year. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. I, I, yeah, that's yeah, a yeah, really yeah. good point. Uh, this is the first year, and you've been kind of trending upward since then, um, or at least it feels right. like it. You know, I've, I've, well, I've had. There was a, I can't remember the name of the magazine. Mm-hmm. They rated the top 100 festivals in the United States. And, of course, Jazz Fest here in New Orleans was mm-hmm. in the top. 25 i think in the country um so was french quarter fest but so was the new orleans bourbon festival and that's so I mean, that for, put a big smile for, on my face that day when i read that article for for most of the i mean and i don't know you know like listenership and viewership of any type of a podcast or uh, any type of a, a video happens to be weird and you never know who's going to know what but um, to kind of put the scope on the thought of being kind of in the same breath as something not like New Orleans Jazz Fest, that's significant uh, when you talk about just festivals in general, not talking about whiskey festivals, not talking about music festivals, just the idea of some type of a festival existing. New Orleans Jazz Fest is a huge, huge. deal. I mean, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people. Yeah. if not millions of people in for the two weekends of Jazz Fest. And I can't even imagine what those guys go through putting that thing on. Yeah, and it, you know, I would imagine that the, the parts that make you frustrated is more around the event planning than it is around the, the whiskey portion of it because that's you know sort of the, the vibe of whiskey is, is more familial, more entertaining, and more friendly. Um, it's, it's probably the logistics that sort of sucks. And that's, that's the nature yeah. of just about anything. That's the hard part. Well, really it's been, you know, we should be on year seven or eight mm-hmm. with COVID interrupting us for a couple of years. Yep. But the, the hard part has been the learning curve to understand because I was never in the festival space before or mm-hmm. event planning space. Now I am, I've got, um, we're in talks with a gentleman now here in town to help him produce a world whiskey and oyster event. Oh, wow. Oysters from around the world with whiskey. And it's going to be a one night event held here in new Orleans. And so that's kind of things, you know, people are calling me all the time asking us to help produce events now. Uh So because we started this, but I'm still, I'm still learning. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, I learn something new every time I, uh, I do something with the festival. And that, and that kind of feels like it would, what, what, what it would be because I mean, you, your crowd is going to evolve. The subject is going to evolve and, and the city is going to evolve a little bit. And, um, you know, I would be probably remiss if I didn't 
spend a little bit of time asking about New Orleans specifically because, um, you know, I, ha- having having a, a, a city that is so deeply ingrained with food, music, and culture, um, like, you know, people are going to show up to this. Maybe they show up a couple of days early. Maybe they stay a couple of days late because they want to spend some time in the city. They want to experience it. I've had, you know, the, the beautiful opportunity of being there a handful of times pre-Katrina, a handful of times post-Katrina. And it's, you know, it's a city unlike anything else, at least as far as where I've been in, in, in the United States. But like, what's the touristy thing that everybody does in New Orleans that they absolutely should be doing, right? Because you have those like kitschy things that everybody does, but like some of them make sense and some of them don't. So what's what's the one if I come in earlier, stay late? So for me, you know, being a native, I born I was born and raised here. I went to high school here. The only time I, I left New Orleans twice in my life. The years I was at LSU for college mm-hmm. and when I had to move to Houston for six months after Hurricane Katrina. But I've spent the majority of my whole life here in the city. Mm-hmm. Um, something and even as a tourist, I love the ghost tours here in the city. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you might find them a kitschy, you know, going on these little tours. But we're actually in the works with a company to do ghost tours for Bourbon Fest. Oh, wow. While every stop at a, at a haunted restaurant or bar or hotel, mm-hmm. there's a whiskey and a story to go with that whiskey. You know, uh, that's something we, we, we're trying to add for 23 if we can pull it off. Mm-hmm. It takes a lot of logistics to get that one off because you're only limited to be able to have 28, 25 to 28 people on each tour. And mm-hmm. the tours have to end at a certain time of night. Yeah. Um, that- another thing I think people should do is go on the cemetery tours. Yes. Our cemeteries are gorgeous. Yeah, we bury everybody above ground here. We don't put you in the ground. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's good. To, it's beautiful to go see those mausoleums. And the, I mean, it's, you go, you know, you go like to the old, like the old cemeteries in the 1800s. I mean, they're just amazing. You know, go to Marie Laveau's grave. And mm-hmm. scratch, you know, a, a black mark on the grave and make a wish. You know, that's crazy. You know, they're, they're fun. And from a whiskey perspective, if you come to New Orleans and you don't go take a tour at the Sazerac House or the Food and Beverage Museum and the Museum of the American Cocktail, mm-hmm. you're missing out. The, the museum charges, I think it's $10. The Sazerac House tour is free. Mm-hmm. You know, but... Don't miss those. Those are fantastic tours, especially if you're in the whiskey and food. Uh, yeah, and and I think you're spot on. The ghost tours and the cemeteries, and um, there's there's certain cities that have the the tradition and have the architecture and have the the setup to make those things sort of work. But what's what's the tourist thing that I should be avoiding whenever I'm there? You know, like the 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 thing that is legitimately just a trap. So. From a tourist standpoint of going to see things, I don't know that there's a trap thing. Mm-hmm. Pay attention to what people are asking you on the streets. <laughs> you know, one of the biggest jokes, you know, that everybody here, if someone asks us, we're like, we live here and just walk away. Uh-huh. They'll ask, Somebody will come up to you and say, I bet you can tell you where you got your shoes. On your feet. On, on Bourbon feet, Street. On the street. Right. Exactly. Absolutely. Well, if you don't, you know, they're, I bet you five bucks. <laughs> They literally think they just bet you five bucks. Yeah. And they're, they're belligerent about trying to get you to pay them five bucks. 
So I, just I learned away, that one as a college student <laughs> down there for spring right. break. Walk away, walk away. Don't, uh, mm-hmm. don't, uh, don't answer that question, you know? Um, and, and, you know, stay in the French quarter. Don't go wandering out. There's, you know, like every big city mm-hmm. or major city, there's bad areas, you yep. know, enjoy the French quarter, you know, don't, don't, don't go venturing out into Armstrong Park at night, late at night, or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you just gotta you gotta know your surroundings. Yeah, just it, so it's more of a like just having some degree of awareness of of what's awareness. happening around you. Kind of kind of helps yeah. out with those things, and that's that's any city. That's that's New Orleans. That's Savannah. That's New York City. That's Atlanta. That's Los Angeles. That's you know every, everywhere is the the same way that has any number of folks around. Um, but wh- where should I go eat? Like, wh- where should I be eating? Wow. That's always, a, everybody, that's a hard question for New Orleans. <laughs> um, one of our, my wife and I's favorite restaurants right now is a restaurant called St. John's on Decatur street. Um, and, and all full disclosure, we, you know, we're, we're friends with the chef. He <laughs> owns another restaurant called Grigri in the lower garden district, both fantastic restaurants, but also Kushan. Donald Link's restaurant, Kushan, cannot miss there with the food. Mm-hmm. Another one, great one is uh, Briquette in the Warehouse District on St. Peter's, South Peter's. It's called Briquette. Mm-hmm. Open concept, big room. It's it's loud restaurant, but you can see the kitchen. You can see everybody cooking and busy. Uh, the owners, Anna and AJ, are always in the restaurant. They'll, AJ will come to the table. He likes to take pictures and Instagram with you and things like that. He mm-hmm. makes it fun. He'll even take you in the kitchen and watch your food get cooked. You know, they and they have a pretty nice wine list there. Um, you know, it, there's you know the Emerald Lagasse restaurants here, but I would tell you if you're going to go to one of Emerald's restaurants, you want to go to one called Merrill, mm-hmm. named after his daughter. And it's the food there is fantastic. But the old school restaurants too, don't miss out on those like Antoine's. Mm-hmm. Antoine's is fantastic. You want to eat real oysters, Rockefeller? Go where they were invented. And, you know, I know the owner and his wife, they will not share the oysters, Rockefeller recipe. <laughs> and everywhere you've eaten it outside of New Orleans, outside of Antoine's, it's not real oysters, Rockefeller. Right. It drives me crazy when I see these cooking shows and they're making oysters Rockefeller and they put spinach in it. One <laughs> thing I can tell you, there is zero spinach in oysters Rockefeller. No mm-hmm. spinach. And God forbid when you see someone put American cheese on it. It just <laughs> makes the hair in the back of my neck stand up. And I'm bald. That's the only hair I got is on the back of my neck. Mm-hmm. I understand. And yeah, it's um, yeah, we're very protective of our New Orleans food. And hey, the cool thing at Bourbon Fest you're going to be eating New Orleans food. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we have the chefs from around here participate. Like Kushan, we do a dinner every year at Kushan. We do a dinner every year at Briquette. Uh, we bring in, like last year, the Briquette dinner was Wild Turkey with Joanne Street. Or this wow. year, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Red Elliott was at Kushan. So... We got a surprise coming. We're not quite ready to announce it, but there mm-hmm. is. Let's see if I can couch it where you may understand who it is. How about the bourbon industry's favorite tour guide? 
maybe come. Oh, okay. Yeah, I got you. I got you. Uh, I got you. Yeah, yeah. No, no. It took yeah, me. I had I to pause for a second it. and think about what you're saying. I got you. Yeah. yeah that's that'll be fun. I can't fully say it, yep. but um, yep. The, the indications are that he's coming. Um, that's, that'll be fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's gonna. It's gonna be fun. We. You know, we're we're in the works that the the ghost tours could be one of the new things that we're adding. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we're always trying to improve and add more into the VIP hour because, you know, the first hour of the grand tastings are for VIPs and everybody brings special pours for that. Mm-hmm. You know, we've poured four roses, lemonade, birthday bourbon. We've had Pappy, you know, we have some distilleries will bring something that's about to release that no one's had before, but only available during the first hour of Friday and Saturday night's pours. Yep. So, that, so that's, that's you know, a that's fantastic a, transition right there is what are the ticket options? Cause you mentioned there's a VIP hour where we get this, the, you get this access to these other things. What, what are the options? What are the days? Like we haven't even talked about, you know, timelines or buying tickets. We're 20 minutes in. I've done a terrible job of leading you into the ability <laughs> to sell more things. No, no, so. no. It's, it's okay. It's okay. Most, most of them get with that at the end. Yep. Um, so the festival is March 22nd through the 25th. It's a mm-hmm. four-day event. The first night, the 22nd, is the Bartender Brawl, sponsored by Jim Beam. That is actually a free event. And that event has be grown and grown, um, not just with the bartenders coming from around different states, the people attending it. And I got to tell you, it's getting to be a blast. You know, mm-hmm. Mark and Sherry Carter showed up for it last year. <laughs> just hanging out you know uh, so Thursday night are all of our dinners so we'll have five to six you know sometimes eight dinners around the city limited seating um, and you're eating dinner with a master distiller in, in 98% of the cases sometimes it could be the brand ambassador uh, mm-hmm. We've hosted several Bernie Lubbers dinners. Oh, nice! Bernie's Bernie comes every year. Uh, like I said, Joanne Street hosted the Wild Turkey dinner, which was sold out last year and was amazing. Mm-hmm. My wife and I try to uh, we hire a car service to take us to every dinner where we go in and thank everyone for coming, mm-hmm. shake some hands, have a drink, have a toast with everyone. So we make the rounds. We we don't get to stop and eat anything. We're just <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll eat chips before we go to bed and we get back to the hotel. Um, but yeah, and then Friday morning, uh, if you're able to wake up early enough, we have the uh, start of the seminar series. Mm-hmm. So that generally starts at 10 a.m. and it goes till about 5, 5.30, depending on how long the Q&A sessions are. Mm-hmm. Each of these seminars are about an hour long. Um, the speaker will spend about 40, 45 minutes talking. And then you have Q&A to ask questions about what you want. Um, and and you're, you're generally sitting in a room with a historian, a uh, master distiller, a blender. You know, it, 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 mm-hmm. you never know. We had a woman's panel last year, which was Lisa Wicker, uh, Victoria Butler from Uncle Nearest. It was um, Maggie Kimbrell was the host of the, show, the, the thing. Marianne was in the in the seminar, and Jo and Joanne Street, mm-hmm. and then each of them had their own sessions. So, you know, we had Greg Metz here from 
old elk and MGP fame. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you never know who you're going to meet. Um, and we get a lot of flack because we don't put the schedule out till the end, mid to end of January. And I just want people to understand it's not that we don't want to put it out. We're still solidifying the schedules of some of these distillers, yeah. you know, because they're very busy. Yeah, you know, you're, you're, you're still working Friday, the calendar completely at that point. Right. You come, you know, our, the, our paid speakers and things that we, the historians and the, and the authors and things we bring in, we know when they're coming already. Mm-hmm. It's getting a full schedule out because if I put out the early schedule with who is coming that we know already and what day, you know, we generally know which distillers are coming, but we don't know if they're going to speak on Friday or Saturday. If I put a, right. a schedule out and then things change, it throws everybody's schedules off. So we tend to wait till later. I will say I'm trying to get it out as early as possible this year mm-hmm. because I've, and people who know me, who hear this podcast will know I try to do too much. So <laughs> I used to, I handled sponsorship. I handled speakers. I handled the distilleries. I handled the local reps getting the product here. I have now delegated these things <clears throat> to people. I'm still in the background helping, but they've taken the lead and I've given, you know, my speakers, all the speakers I've turned over to a couple on our board, a husband and wife team on our board of directors. They mm-hmm. are amazing. They've already got contracts back. I would not even have contracts back from speakers till January. Right. Yeah. You know? And now they're all coming back. So, and people are already saying, you know, like Chad and Sarah, you know, what can we choose for the liquor for the It's Bourbon Night session? Mm-hmm. And, you know, so, you know, their their session's awesome. If, you've, if you're familiar with It's Bourbon Night, Chad and Sarah are great. Yeah, I actually put some stuff in the mail for them today. They, 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 well, they, they were looking they, for... They will be... They'll do a couple of uh, seminar sessions. Yep. Uh, Jack, the Hood Sommelier, are you familiar with Jack? Yeah, I, I've, I've spent some time in Jack's basement in Omaha. Um, I'm, I'm, <laughs> okay. I'm, uh, I, last time I saw him was actually at his Afrofusion event at, at um, Heaven Hill and Bernie was there and it was a fantastic thing. But yeah, J- yeah, I, J- Jack, I, I know who, who Chad and Sarah are and I've um, had dinner with Chad. Jack and I have hung out on several occasions. So yeah, we're, Jack's yeah, I would a, great, him a friend. great dude. Yeah. I, 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 I hope he considers me a friend. I consider him one. He's been to my home. Mm-hmm. He is a great dude. Andrea Absolutely. Merriweather. Andrea's mm-hmm. coming back to do some stuff here in New Orleans. She's got an exhibit right now on African-American distillers at the museum, Southern Food and Beverage Museum. Uh, I hear she's going to be launching another one when this one ends. The This this display will end at before Bourbon Fest, and the new one will start when Bourbon Fest starts. Mm-hmm. So we, we've got that. Uh, rumor is we got maybe a chef or two coming in from Kentucky. Can't throw oh. their names out, but we're working on it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Jason Bronner will speak from Buzzard Roost and Bourbon's Bistro. Mm-hmm. But that that's the Saturday, Friday and Saturday daytime. Mm-hmm. Friday and Saturday at nights when it gets a lot of fun too. Yeah. From those seminars, we go over to the Contemporary Art Center. Everything's at the Hilton downtown New Orleans, right on the river. Mm-hmm. Then we go to the Contemporary Art Center, which is a museum here in town. And they've got a warehouse in the back that used to be an ice cream factory in the 30s so we rent out the whole warehouse and the parking lots adjacent and we have 
90 some odd boots set up and there I have three foot walls with an eight foot wall back pipe and drape for them. So they have their own little space. But when you walk through our event, you're going to sit, you know, you'll go in and you'll talk to Bob from Fourgate. You'll go in and, you know, Joanne Street will be at the Wild Turkey booth. You know, you go get a drink at Four Roses. It's a good chance mm-hmm. Brent Elliott's pouring you your drink. Yeah. You know? So it's not about uh, you're going to, you know, just chat a little bit about, you know, you're going to be able to talk to people, that the people, the whiskey. Yeah, the, right. the people. And it's, I mean, I, I, I followed the, the event from afar last year. I had several friends that were down there for it. Um, Jack, Matt from Penelope, a handful of other f- folks that, you know, I've actually been able to spend time with. And you know, it, it was a serious case of FOMO. You know, there's a lot of envy of, of right. uh, the, the experience in and of itself. And, and, and it, it appears you guys have just this, this really, really fantastic event. Um, you know, in, in, in prices on it is reasonable. I mean, it's, it's, it's a, it's a very reasonably priced event for what you're getting after, but you're, this is, you mentioned earlier, this is a nonprofit. What is this going towards? Right. So where, where's, where's this so, money going that we're raising? We, uh, my wife and I started a charity called kids can Nola. Um, and it was to help focus on educating the kids of new Orleans. Um, whether it be, you know, school, whether it gets to um, the people wanting to get educated in the spirits industry, working in the service industry, Mm -hmm. um, medical needs. Um, We are changing the name, which we're not ready to announce yet Mm -hmm. because we're going to, we're going to up that focus to the industry. Yeah. Young people getting in the industry. Um, There's a group here called turning tables where they take uh, minority kids, teach them the ins and outs of the restaurant and bar business. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they're, of course, when they're 18, 21 years old, not when they're kids, kids. Right. And we're going to focus on doing more of that type of work in New Orleans. Still mm-hmm. going to have our education funds and things like that, that we've been trying to do, but we're, we're, we're going to take and, and really ramp this up to get people ready to be in this industry. Cause it's a wonderful industry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's you know, it's and it's got a it's it's got a sense of community that only makes sense in in, in the same uh, idea of you know whiskey. Whiskey is 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 this idea of community. It's a spirit that's meant to be shared, and at right. least from my experience with the industry, the the people who work within it have that same sort of vibe. There's not, I mean, there there's there's friendly and legitimate competition between brands trying to get market share, but when they're out at events, they're not. <laughs> you know, slamming on each other. They're friends. They're, they're, they're sharing drinks with each other. They're having conversations. I mean, they obviously want to win their share of the market, but they're also of not course. trying to put anybody down to get there. Yeah. And you got a lot of newcomers coming out and, mm-hmm. you know, and they're all gelling well in the industry. Like our, our rep Chelsea from still Austin, you know, out mm-hmm. of Texas there, she's fantastic. She uh, couldn't be nicer. I mean, and all the reps we have here in town are that way. Yeah. You know, they, and they, they, while they're competitive with each other when they're in the grocery store aisles or the liquor store aisles, mm-hmm. they're friendly when they see each other outside, when they see each other at the fest. You know, yep. it's, it's, it's the great thing about this industry. And we need to make sure we get people prepped, especially in New Orleans, for being working in the bar industry, working in the restaurant business, you know, working for distributors or brands here in town. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's kind of been a focus of ours. 
Yeah. And so is there is there a cap on attendance here or you, you just guys have as many tickets as you can sell? So we the cap on attendance is based on the size of the building. Mm-hmm. So we're we're at about 2,500 per night mm-hmm. with the inside and outside. So because it's two nights, depending on what tickets you get, like if you get a VIP ticket, mm-hmm. you get to come to both nights, all seminars. We, for the first time, we, it was a ticket situation where you bought what we called the connoisseur ticket mm-hmm. and you got your seminars in that ticket for Friday and Saturday, but you designated, I want to go Friday or I want to go Saturday to the grand tasting. You didn't get to go both nights mm-hmm. without buying the VIP ticket. But what we've done now is we've built the ticket program as like an a la carte program. Mm-hmm. So you can buy Friday seminar or Saturday seminar. You can buy both days of seminars. You want to buy a Saturday night tasting ticket, but only want to go to Friday seminars. You can break it down that way too. So we've, we've you know, we've kind of given you a lot more options now to build your own mm-hmm. experience. Yeah, and the VIP ticket is still the the way the to deal. Go. Yeah, it, it, it appears that that is that is the case based off of what I've I've looked at here. Is like, you know, you can't beat that deal. It gives you access to all of the things, and um, you know, uh, if I'm gonna if, if I'm not a, a resident of New Orleans, I'm gonna travel to New Orleans for this event, which I would assume probably at least half of the attendees here are coming from outside of the city. It's about sixty. 58 60%. Yeah. It be there for the whole thing. There there's no there's no yeah. reason to miss out on any part of it at that point. Like this is Get you a um, hotel room. Mm-hmm. We've got a great rate at the Hilton. You can go on our website and, and book your room. I'm meeting with them to um next Friday and I think we're going to be putting out a combo rate where you get tickets and a hotel room. Mhm. Um but like you were talking about earlier, people want to come in a few days early and stay a couple days late. We have worked with the hotel, so our room block actually starts three days before and it uh-huh. ends two days after. So See, you could come in on Monday and stay to the following Monday. Yeah, and you get and, the and rate that we book for the for the for the show for the bourbon. There is enough to do in New Orleans to to to, to, to <laughs> capture that and then some. Like there's there's multiple Absolutely. trips worth of things to do. Yeah, you know, I I did leave out one thing as swamp tours. Mm-hmm. Do a swamp tour when you're here. Yep. And this is probably a good time of year when it's cool. It's not blazing hot in the summer. You know, when you're in March, it's still kind of cool and comfortable. It's why we picked March. You know, people come here in March, like, I got to move to New Orleans. I want to live here. Come back in July August, or August. Sell, yep. In August, they're trying to sell their house yep. and go back to wherever they came from. Mm-hmm. You know, but but yeah, we, we tried to make it reasonable. The ultimate VIP ticket is another one. You know, it's pricey. It's our priciest ticket. But you are one of the 50 judges for this, the Bourbon Awards. Mm-hmm. So you get to sit in. That's on Thursday morning and pass judgment on all the whiskeys we are uh, that are in the competition. And that, that's, that was legitimately one of the, one of the uh, questions that I had here is how do you get on the list of, of being a judge, right? You're, you, you know, everybody thinks you, they know everything but, about whiskey. Now, now, now you get a chance to it. And so there's, there's an opportunity to right. participate in that event. You buy yourself an ultimate VIP ticket. I will tell you, they're probably near half gone, if not more. Last time I mm-hmm. looked, it's been a couple of days since I looked, uh, because the judges keep buy, the same judges buy it over and over again. 
mm-hmm. could probably go through that list, and I know more than half of the the list of judges. <laughs> so there's there's fifty of them, you know, roughly maybe twenty five may be gone, and um, you know, it's that that feels like you know every bourbon geeks dream is you get to sit on a a, a tasting panel and, and be a judge of of some whiskey. You know, like there, there's right. a there's a lifetime experience in that. You know. Yes. So, I mean, that's just one of the things we do different. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, you know, we do a lot of barrel picks. Uh, we'll probably do 25 barrel picks leading into the festival. You can buy them all at the festival. You know, we have bottles mm-hmm. for sale. You'll be able to taste them uh, at the brand's tables. So if you like it, you come over and you buy it at a little liquor store we got. Mm-hmm. We have a two-day pop-up liquor store. Come on over and get it. Proceeds from that go to the charity. It, yeah. it, you know, it's, it's, it's a well-rounded event and, um, there, there's all kinds of things. I, I think you could probably talk about this for another 30 or 45 minutes, but I'm not trying to steal all of your day. You've got, um, <laughs> no. a, 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 you got a wife to pick up. You've got things to do, obviously. Um, I, I guess maybe buy a battery for my, got to buy a battery for a DeWalt <laughs> pressure washer, which I'm, I'm glad that like that's going on a Christmas list now. That's a thing that I didn't know I needed, but now I know I need, um, maybe somebody in my family's maybe somebody in my family's about to get one of these for Christmas. Um, they don't even know it yet. But yeah. one of the last questions, right? So, so New Orleans, and I'm not asking for any of your secret spots, but we've talked about food, okay. we've talked about places to drink, we've talked about tours to go on, music. You've got a, a, a jazz band that's coming in and playing for the event. But if I'm there before, or I'm staying after. Where am I going to listen to legitimate music? You know. I, it, what what's the place so there's a couple of spots um you're going to want to go down into the marini mm-hmm. there are some cool spots in the quarter uh i'm giving you the local secret go to the marini mm-hmm. go to the spotted cat go to dba that's where you've if we're at my wife and i in the marini we're at dba listening to john Butte or one of the local bands mm-hmm. you know playing john Butte. Is a Grammy award-winning artist. He showed up first year of Bourbon Fest and played with the mm-hmm. band. Came in and sang for a, for about four or five songs. You just don't know what you're going to see when you're here. Yeah. You know, Trombone Shorty might be in town. I don't know if you're familiar with Trombone Shorty. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the Big Sam's Funky Nation. He's playing all over the place. Um, but yeah, there. I would say DBA is the place to go. Got a great whiskey selection there. Got a beer there. If you like beer, mm-hmm. um, and spotted cat, you know, they've got a, you know, got a great lineup generally. And it's a place that's pretty crowded, you know, but, uh, and like, if you're going to go drinking whiskey, go to barrel proof on magazine mm-hmm. street, go hit up, uh, the rusty nail, uh, down in the warehouse district. And you want to go hit up, uh, on St. Charles Avenue. You want to go hit the, uh, the Avenue pub upstairs, tremendous whiskey list downstairs. It's all beer and food. Oh, wow. Yeah. The, there's a lot of gems here, man. Like there's a lot of gems that you're handing out here. Yes. But I also want to give you guys, your listeners, I don't know when this is going to air. Cause I know you mm-hmm. said we weren't live. Um, if you go to our website and click on the ticket link and you type in this code, B-L-K-F-R-I-2-3. So it's abbreviated Black Friday 23. We mm-hmm. carry this code from our Black Friday sale, which was tremendous. 
this code is the holiday sale through December 15th. Mm-hmm. And it will get you discounts on every ticket in the bunch. Build your own, you get a discount. Buy a VIP, you get a discount. Buy an alternate VIP, you get a discount. So we, we've set this up and we continued it through the 15th for people to buy as Christmas gifts, stocking stuffers. Mm-hmm. Or if you just don't know what to get, the guy who loves bourbon, you've bought him all the bourbon you can think of to buy him. <laughs> or, you didn't, or you didn't get a allocated bottle for him or her. Right. Buy them a ticket to the bourbon fest. They will love hanging out here in the city. Yes, uh, I will. I will absolutely agree with that. And um, I've I've taken about forty minutes of your time. I really, really, really appreciate it. Um, super conversation. There's a lot going on here. Um, the 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 website is NewOrleansBourbonFestival.com. You can find it anywhere. I'll put it in show notes and do all the you know Instagrammy social media e things that I'm supposed to do to make sure people can click on it and go to that <laughs> um, and get the tickets. Um, like I said, I appreciate you coming out and hanging out, Tracy. A um, lot of information here for the Bourbon Festival, for the city of New Orleans. Uh, you know, this this episode will be valuable after the festival or for anybody who's just going to New Orleans because there's a bunch yeah. of bunch of stuff yeah. in here. So really appreciate and, your time. No, not a problem. I appreciate you having me on. And for people that want to ask questions, there's info at NewOrleansBourbonFestival.com. Mm-hmm. But look me up. I'm Nola Bourbon on Instagram and Facebook. And it's N-O Bourbon Fest on Instagram and Facebook. You can hit me up on there. You know, I may take a few days, but I will respond to your questions about the festival. Yeah. And I I mean, I can I can echo that. You know, I just kind of took a blind shot out on an info email. And uh, within a couple of days, I had a response back. And, you know, that's it's it's unheard of in a lot of other industries and maybe in, in, in bourbon and whiskey, it's a little bit different because people, I don't know, just feel a little more friendly. Uh, maybe it's the, the Southern nature of the spirit. I'm not really sure. Um, but well, well, we, very we, much more open. We have a business partner that monitors the info. She does a wonderful job. Beth does a great job with it, but mm-hmm. when it's media requests or something, she doesn't know, she forwards them to me and I try to answer them as fast as I can. Yep. Yeah, but hit me up on my personal pages. I'm not. I'm not ashamed to uh, to answer any questions you want to ask me. I, I try to be as helpful as I can, even if it's not about the festival and it's a bourbon question. Just hit me up. Yeah, <laughs> like I said, I, I appreciate it. You know, this is this has been fun. It's been real fun. Yeah, hey, anyway, I'm, I'm great meeting you. Hopefully, you get to meet you in New Orleans in March. Yeah, and uh, yeah, you are media, so you might want to. Hit that info thing and ask for some media credentials. You never know what'll happen. <laughs> right? Yeah. No. I mean, I, absolutely. Um, I I would love to, but I'm pretty sure I'm gonna be in another state uh, for work. Um, but it's it's on my radar for 24. Um, uh, I, I found out I'm gonna end up being in the mountains of North Carolina during that week for something else that's going on. I would much rather be with you guys, though. Sure. Well. You know, like I said, hit us up and we'll, yep. you know, we look forward to uh, meeting you one time. We're in Kentucky seven, eight times a year. So let you know next time we're there. Maybe we can meet at Bourbon's Bistro for a drink or Justin's or something. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thanks for tuning in for this offering of the Embellished Podcast. If you enjoyed this, please leave me a review on whatever platform that you have to be consuming this on. Leave a comment if possible. Hit me up on social media at Twitter or Instagram using EmbellishPod and give me a follow so you can keep up with what's going on here. I can be found on 
at www.embellishpod.com with all of my links, accounts, contact details, and more. I'll be back again next week with another new offering for you. So until then, cheers and thanks for hanging out. <laughs>